Hello and welcome to the Wedding Dish Podcast. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things weddings. You'll hear stories and trips from or tips, not trips, although spoiler alert, um, you'll find out about that in a second. From real couples and wedding pros about love, life, and entrepreneurship. I am your hostess with the mostest on the Wedding Dish Podcast, Sarah Alipin, and I am also CEO of Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss. Um, and I am really excited to be recording this week's episode. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Today we are dishing with a boutique travel company specializing in honeymoons, the human behind boundless travels, Cecile Blow. Thank you so much for being on the Wedding Dish today. Thank you for having me. It's so fun. <laughs> you, this is your second wedding dish episode. You were, uh, oh gosh, I can't believe that we were talking about travel at the beginning of COVID together. Yes, what fools we were. We thought COVID was going to be fleeting. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. much has happened between now and then. <laughs> the world is totally different. So different. And I think of my poor naive self, you know, doing that podcast thinking, oh, it'll be over soon. And just travel was so decimated by, as we all know, so it was oh a rough gosh. couple of years. Oh, and now it's back 10 times as much as it's ever been. Crazy. Um, yeah, it's insanity. And I'm really excited to dish with you about it. <laughs> Let's dish. So what are some of the top trends that you're seeing right now for honeymoon travel? Um, so one of the things for me is since I do, I like to do sort of non-cookie cutter, like out of the box. So a lot of people who book their honeymoons with me are doing um, more adventure focused honeymoons. Um, what I've found, you know, People usually spend more on their honeymoons, take a longer vacation for their honeymoons. So now people are really wanting to use that time and use that money to do something a little out of the ordinary or a little different. Um, so, you know, whereas honeymoons used to be go lay on the beach in Mexico or, you know, you go to France and go to Paris or whatever and be romantic. And now I've got you know, couples going all over the world. I just had a, um, a couple come back from New Zealand for two and a half weeks. I've had people go to Patagonia, Japan, you know, all sorts of these, you know, maybe a little further, maybe a little more exotic places that people are looking to, you know, get out of the box a little bit and use their time I don't want to say better because it's your honeymoon. You can go wherever you want and do whatever you want. But, you know, I think people are, you know, the the scope of honeymoons is broadening to more than just the romantic getaway. People want to go out and have adventures and, you know, do cool things, which is really fun for me because that's what I love to plan. I love that. I'm so that kind of traveler. So um I, that like hits me right in the soul. Um. Mm -hmm. Me too. <laughs> are you seeing people are taking more time than they used to take? I would say for me, it's about average two weeks. So, you know, and a lot of people are taking, they don't go right after they get married. You know, a lot of people, um, I have very few clients that go as soon as they get married. Um, they it's a couple months later or something like that. So um, yeah, I think people are so exhausted after their weddings. They need like, I also, another trend is sort of, it's called a mini moon. 
And it's people that they don't take the full honeymoon after their marriage or after their wedding. Sorry, my cat's meowing. Uh, I know. I just um so they just go somewhere for a couple days like right after they get married um like I had a couple go to Napa for a few days and then they're going to Greece later so um that's another trend that we're seeing because I do think people take uh a little more time they take two weeks and I think people take a lot of time off for their wedding so to ensure that they can you know have that amount of time they go a little later than the actual wedding that makes total sense um I think we did we did a shorter – I mean, it wasn't short, but it was probably like two weeks. Honestly, it was probably two weeks. But we went to Hawaii and then we did a big one-year anniversary trip, um, which is when we went – I mentioned this before we started recording. We did Sicily. We did a road trip through Sicily and then we um, rented a car in southern Italy, drove up um, and stopped all along the way. And then we ended in Germany at um, at Oktoberfest. It was a big yes. trip. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think also like you need more time, like these people going so far, like you don't go to New Zealand for a week, you know, you got to go if you're, you don't go to Patagonia for a week because you're traveling these great distances. So it's like, you want to go and make the best use of your time. And so, yeah, people are going for longer. Yeah. Which I think is great because a week is like you're barely just dipping your toe in the water, you know, for a lot of destinations. Yeah, totally. I so agree. Um, So what are some of your top tips for planning a honeymoon, including like the overall style? Like you mentioned adventure. How do you – or like, you know, beach, resort. um, How do you like – what are some of your tips for planning in terms of getting your own style and your own vision squared away? So my number one – so one of the issues that I have a lot is when couples don't agree on where they want to go. So I always – tell people to let's not think about where you want to go let's think about what you want to do like what are you interested in doing like do you want to lay on the beach all day or do you want to go to a city or do you want to go rock climbing or whatever and so then i have them sort of discuss what their interests are and what they want to get out of the trip before we start talking about where we want to go and usually that's where i can come in and offer you know options because some people you know everybody's like hawaii or you know so it's like Let's talk about what you want to do and what you want to get out of this trip and then find compromises and places that, you know, offer a little bit of everything for everyone. So that would be my first thing is like, don't, unless you're like dead set on, I want to go here, you know, be open to other places because sometimes there there are places that offer what you want that you didn't, weren't maybe on your radar. So that would be my number one tip. And then also be flexible and be realistic And my number, you know, obviously I'm going to toot my own horn here, but like get somebody else to do it for you. Like, you know, weddings are so stressful. And most of my couples just like, you know, honeymoons are the fun part. Honeymoons are, you know, you don't have to worry about pleasing other people and being around other people. And it's like, you get to do what you want and like, let somebody else take that off your plate. You know, let an expert help you. So, you don't. I've had so many couples that are like so exhausted from the wedding and they're just like, thank God we just had you do it because, you know, 
it's taken the fun out of it. Like, you know, when you, yeah, it's fun to be excited and look forward to something. But then when you're planning this, you know, life changing event and like weddings are, as you know, and are so stressful to plan and so many moving pieces. And it's like, take that off your plate. Like just, so then you have something fun to look forward to that you don't have to think about all the details and all the planning. You have somebody to help you, you know, navigate through everything. And so that would be, one of my tips. So that be flexible, think about what you want to do versus necessarily where you want to go. Um, obviously have a realistic budget in mind, you know, as with anything, um, travel is expensive these days. And, you know, you have a lot of people that have five-star tastes and two-star budgets. And it's like, you know, you have to be realistic about what you want and what you can afford. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Speaking of budget, what are some of the places that you would recommend thinking about splurging versus saving? Oh, God. Um, Well, obviously, Europe is very expensive right now. So um, that would be a splurge probably. Um, Again, like I said, there's so many other places where your dollar goes a lot further, Mm -hmm. um, but you may have to travel a little further to get there. Um, Central America is great. It's not that far. Um, there's some really cool places that offer tons of different options of things to do and activities. Um, Southeast Asia, again, uh, your dollar goes a lot further there. Again, you have to get there. So it's kind of a give and take, you know, um, so many people want us to go to Europe, but Europe's so expensive. Um, so if you want your dollar to stretch, I would think a little bit about, you know, outside the box, go to places, Southeast Asia, Central America, things like that, where your dollar will go further. Yeah. They are awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I loved Cambodia is one of my favorite places I've ever been. Well, the thing is, if you go to Southeast Asia, you can stay in hotels that you would never be able to afford in the U.S. or in Europe. You can stay at five-star hotels for three-star prices, you know, and you can stay in suites and things that you, you know, are going to cost you $2,000 a night in Europe, you know, will cost you three or $400 a night in, in Southeast Asia. So it's just, you know, if you're flexible about, but again, you have to, you know, you have to weigh that you have to get there and you the travel and how long it takes and how far it is and the flights are going to be more. And, but there's always places where your budget's going to go a little bit further and you can stay in, you know, if luxury and romance is what you're looking for, there's some amazing spots all over the world, not just like with your Eiffel Tower view or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely <laughs> I love it. I think that's really good advice. Um, it, you keep like triggering. There's a saying that we have in the South that um, it's champagne taste on a beer budget. It's like high life, right? You're either living it or drinking it. <laughs> you got to decide which one, right? <laughs> but I mean, I I mean, I deal that that's part of my job also is just managing your expectations and telling you I mean, we're all living in this world right now. Everything costs an arm and a leg and travel is no different. Like, and also it's like, you if you want nice things, you have to pay for them. Like you get what you pay for. And that yeah. is in travel as well. You know, if you want luxury experiences and luxury accommodations, you've got to pay for them. So going back to what I said, you can find those places, other places, 
or you maybe won't pay as much, but you have to be open and flexible and willing to travel. I love it. Um, So my big question for you, um, if you were planning your own honeymoon today, where would you go and what would you do? Um, What a question. (laughs) Um, There are so many answers to that. I, um, I don't know. I think I would, so I'm a big, I would, I like being outdoors. I like doing um, nature-based things and like getting exercise and stuff like that. So it's my honeymoon. So I want to go big, but I also, you know, like to relax. So I think I would do, I would do, okay, this is just like off the top of my head randomly thinking about this. I would like, I would go like climb Kelo Mount Jarrow, Mount, and then I would do that. I would get to that experience. That's the only mountain. I have no interest in climbing any mountains, but for some reason that one seems obtainable and doable, even though it's really hard and people think it's easy. And then I would like go to the Seychelles afterwards and lay on the beach for, so I'd get, I'd get my, my exercise and my mountains and my outdoor activities. And then I would go, you know, the Seychelles are like a, that's somewhere, unless you have tons of money is very, once in a lifetime place, you know, it's beautiful, it's secluded, it's very expensive. Um, So it'd be awesome to do that with somebody, you know, you're on your honeymoon. So I don't know, that's just off the top of my head, I could keep going forever and ever. There's so many combinations. It's like the, it's like the Marvel universe, like, you know, so many. Yeah. (laughs) So many options. (laughs) It's true. It's really my opening today. But I would love to do something like that, you know, something that combines sort of adventure and a once of a lifetime opportunity, like climbing a major mountain and, you know, having this sense of accomplishment and doing something hard but satisfying. And then you even that out with just doing nothing and having people bring you cocktails on the beach in a lovely environment where there aren't a lot of people and it, it is sort of remote and exclusive. I like that because you're doing something where you like you're you get the best of both worlds in mm-hmm. this scenario. Um and I think that that's a really fun thing to do especially if you if you are a couple who doesn't agree on the type of honeymoon you want to take. There yeah. Are so many. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, it's also, I mean, I love for me personally my favorite kind of travel to plan is what I call adventure luxury. And that's sort of, you know, you are out doing cool things in cool places that challenge you, but then you get to come home to the finer things. You know, you get a nice bed and a good glass of wine and a good meal and that none of which you are cooking or planning or so that that's my ideal travel. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um that is also my favorite way to travel, although I'm a terrible planner in general of all things. <laughs> well, girl, call me. I know, right? Um, I love it. Okay, so what advice would you have for couples who are planning their honeymoons? Um, so just going, like reiterating what I was just talking about, Um Get, a, get somebody to help you, uh, you know, not your in-laws, not your, you know, use a professional. Also, plan in advance. 
you know, I know you're planning a wedding. I know you're doing all this. If you're not going to use somebody like the suit, you know, this sort of mentality that COVID had where everybody was doing things at the last minute and, you know, making changes and whatnot. It's like, that is not the reality we're living in anymore. And if you have a, an idea in a mind, a place in mind, a hotel in mind, book it in advance because things are so busy, so full. So, so don't wait. That would be like my number one, number one, number one. <laughs> um, but yeah. And yeah, I don't know those. Yeah. Get somebody to help you plan in advance, be realistic. Um, you know, I also just, you know, we live in a society now where it's just like, oh, take the picture, check the bucket. And it's like, I would really urge anyone traveling to, you know, like slow down. Don't, I always advise my clients, like, you don't want to be spending the whole time traveling, like, you know, maybe move two or three places and just spend time where you are and like, get to know the destination where you're in, whether that's, you know, the people or the restaurants or the city or the community or the whatever. It's just like, slow down a little bit. Like, it's not all for Instagram, you know, just like go enjoy where you are. And like the fact that you're in a cool place with the person you love, like doing cool things. So that would be my, cause you know, who cares about the pictures? I mean, some people do, but, and the pictures are cool, but it's like, there's so much more to see and do than just, those spots that are like now, like, you know, everybody's got to see them and do them. And that would be my advice. Yeah. I think my favorite travel pictures are always the ones that have like really cool memories attached to them. And I think that is something that in the world of social media, sometimes we forget that those are the things that really matter the most. So like live in that moment. I'm with you totally. Well, and it's also like most of those pictures you're seeing on Instagram, it's literally like you're standing in line to take that picture. And what you don't see is the picture of like 300 people behind you waiting to take the exact same picture. And it's like, there's, that's, to me, that's not what travel's about, you know, like there's so many other cool things. And if that's what you like to do, great. If that's how you want to spend your day, fine. But like, there, you know, there's so much cooler stuff out there and people to meet and locals to meet. And that would be my other tip that, um, and it took me a long time to, you know, being a traveler is use guides. Guides can change your trip. Like I know so many people are like, I don't need a guide. I don't need to pay for it. I don't know. But it's like, if you get it and guides aren't all, you know, you on a bus with 300 other people following around a flag or whatever, you can get private guides and they are so worth it. These are local people for the most part that are going to take you local places and give you, even if you just go for the tips, they're going to give you which restaurants to go to, which bars to go to, which, what, to, you know, it's a good guide can make a good trip an amazing trip. And I've just been so many places in the world where I've had amazing people that really care about the places that they're showing you. And you just learn so much more and you just have so much more of a connection. So I know so many in, you know, independent travelers, like, I don't need a guide. I don't want a guide. I don't like a guide, but actually like it, you learn, it's better, you know, it's, it's, so that would be another tip is like, you don't need to have your hand held every day. Maybe some people do, but like do one city tour or one, whatever, wherever you are, you know, do a tour where you do it with somebody from the town community, whatever, wherever you are. 
And it's just, you know, you're going to, they're excited about where you are. You're excited about where you are. It's just, it's, I highly recommend guides. That's a great tip. And I think often it is something we overlook when we travel. Um, But as you were talking about it, I was like thinking about the guide we had in Costa Rica where we wouldn't have ever seen these like specific like birds and things that we were able to see because he like heard them and knew what they were and knew where to look for them. I mean, it's just like you don't know what you don't know about an area that you've never been to. And I think like, you know, well-traveled and independent people think they don't need them. They think they can do it and they don't need it. And it's an expense that they don't need. And it's like, that's not true. Like we all need, you know, and are searching for, you know, those intimacies and those special, you know, those special moments and guides really help with that. And a lot of them are just really cool people. Like I was in Norway last summer and I went hiking with a, a guide, a woman, and she was like, you know, they had their, she's like, oh, we're, I'm supposed to take you here. But since it's just you, like, I'm going to take you to my favorite spot. And we went to a totally different place and it was just like incredible, incredible, incredible. And then she was like, oh, you know, I'm going to drive you by my house and show you where I live and show you. And like, it was just, she went totally out of her way and was so generous and so kind and such a, you know, and I've had so many of those experiences as I've started using guides and as I've been a travel advisor and encouraging people where it's just like, you have these days that would have been fine. It would have been fun day if we'd done the hike that we were supposed to do. I'm sure I would have been like, oh, this is beautiful. But instead I had this connection with this woman and, you know, we, it was great and it was an amazing day. So, you know, I, I highly recommend guides and a lot of people don't, are really don't want guides and don't like guides and that's fine. But I, that's just something as, you know, having experience, professional experience and life experience, I just find sometimes it just really makes the, the trip, the day, the whatever so much better. Yeah. And you get to go to like the lesser known, maybe like lesser traveled spots. Mm-hmm. And um, you get, like I said, you get insight because you talk with these people, you develop a relationship with these people and they're like, oh, well, let me take you to this cool spot or you should go check out this spot somewhere you would have never gone and is not in your lonely planet or your trip, you know, or whatever, whatever we're using these days. I just dated myself with that. You know what I mean? So yeah, it doesn't come up on Google when you Google where in Barcelona should I eat, you know, or whatever, you know? So there, there is a lot to be, the internet is a wonderful thing, but there's a lot to be learned from just people that live where you are. So yeah, that would be a, a tip for me for sure. Awesome. Well, I'm excited now to go travel. Um. Good. That's what my job is to get people excited. So hopefully everybody is. <laughs> and I hope you all are out there planning your honeymoons, not leaving it to the last minute. Um. Please don't. Cecile, thank you so much for joining me on The Wedding Dish today. Where can people find you online? Uh, so the name of my business is Boundless Travels um, on, you know, the book, the Instagram. Uh, I have a website, of course, www.boundless-travels.com. Send me a note. Follow up with me. I would love to help you out. Awesome. I love it. I love it. And while you are finding Boundless Travels, you can find The Wedding Dish on socials at The Wedding Dish Podcast, or you can hit our website 
at theweddingdishpodcast.com. And we'll have show notes from this episode that have some more details that Cecile shared and um, and some tips and things. And we'll, of course, link out and make it super duper easy for you to get in touch and start planning. Um, don't forget to tune in next week. We have another awesome guest coming on. And if you like the show, give us a follow, rate, and review. It really helps people find the show and all the good stuff. And until we meet again, cheers. Bye.